Hello, my name is Ken, and I want to welcome you back to Deep Waters. This podcast is brought to you by Applied Strengths Ministry, where we believe working together in our strengths is the effect of working out the will and calling of God in our lives. The title of this message is Thinning the Herd. This is a multi-episode series in which this is episode 7 of 8. You, yes, you need to know if you are operating in pride, insolence, and arrogance. The three main factors, other than, of course, unrepentant sins, that place you in the opposite arena as the old three-monkey pictorial maxim. The three wise monkeys are a Japanese pictorial maxim, embodying the proverbial principle, see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil. The three monkeys are Mizaru, who sees no evil, covering his eyes, Kikazaru, who hears no evil, covering his ears, and Iwazaru, who speaks no evil, covering his mouth. See no God, hear no God, and speak not the things of God. Tell me the devil doesn't know how to twist things around. He is telling us in this little ditty that even monkeys can't be sinless, yet we as humans, created in the image and likeness of God, cannot seem to manage the evil in our own souls. Think that I am wrong? Then try it, for just one day. I would say for just an hour, but some of you would cheat and even redefine evil. So for one day, speak, see, or hear no evil thing. That includes thinking. If you do not proactively position yourself to hear the things of God, to see the things of God, and to speak the things that you have seen and heard, then you are self-thinning. When I was a kid, I used to watch a show called Mutual of Omaha's Wild Kingdom, and there was one animal activity that kept me on the edge of my seat, and that was the baby. Yes, you. I mean baby animal that would begin to separate itself from the herd. Oh, if you were a frequent watcher, then you knew what was going to happen if mom and pop didn't stop gossiping about the other animals and pay attention to where little Jimmy was. As a kid, to watch with horror the dismembering of the little Jimmy was quite a spectacle. We were inquisitively glued to the TV and also grossed out at the scene before us. But as for me, being a future thinker, I had already solved the issue for the next generation of little Jimmys. I would just think or share out loud with my other siblings. Little Jimmy should have stayed with the herd. Had he done so, they could have protected him. But because he got separated, he got unprotected and eaten. Poor little Jim Jim. I remember thinking if only someone could tell them this little tidbit, then the babies wouldn't get eaten. I know, I know. I'm talking right into your face. Stay in the herd. Deal with any and all pride, insolence, and arrogance. You need Jesus and all the miracle signs and wonders that come with knowing him in your passionate pursuit of him every day for the rest of your meager existence. You need a savior for a reason. Otherwise, this story wouldn't exist, right? The Bible wouldn't still be with us. All of the historical attempts at stopping it from being reproduced and placed into the hands of the common man fail. What are the odds of this happening? I mean, according to Google, we have extincted 99% of the 4 billion species that have at one time or another existed on this planet. But we can't make the Bible disappear, and we never will be able to. We cannot end Christianity because it is all that will exist when Jesus returns. At that point in time, everything will be extinct that had worked against the things of God. Everything, including those who have separated themselves or who have been separated from the herd. Ears open, eyes open. Get your hearing and seeing on. Okay, so back to it. So what I'm not saying is that as we drink his blood and eat his flesh, we abstain from miracle signs and wonders. 
No, these things will follow those that believe. We must see that he is the sign and wonder, the miracle, because of his difference of location to us, his proximity. Signs and wonders don't go heavenward. They come earthward. Check out my message titled Trina 3, God is One with the Son, for a more in-depth look at just how much of a miracle the entirety of life in God is. Now for some vision. We all have four eyes, glasses or not. But the issue for many of us is that we only use two of them. We actually have four eyes and four ears. Two are natural and allow us to see the seeable, the seen confirmed by others. We often hear someone say in a startling event, Did you see that? The other two eyes are for spiritual things. These eyes see what many others cannot confirm. What we see here is what is unseen by the natural eyes. I have included some scriptures that may help our understanding. Ezekiel 10, 12, 13. And their whole body, with their back, their hands, their wings, and the wheels that the four had, were full of eyes all around. As for the wheels, they were called in my hearing, wheel. Each one had four faces. The first face was the face of a cherub. The second face, the face of a man. The third, the face of a lion. And the fourth, the face of an eagle. So without going into what I don't know about this scripture, I just wanted to touch on two things that stand out here, and that is the eyes, the plethora of eyes and the significance of the ears, and how they can, like the eyes, tap into the invisible. Isn't this oftentimes how we hear the voice of God? Some call it the knowing that I know button. Eyes first. Second Kings 6, 14, 17. Therefore he sent horses and chariots and a great army there. And they came by night and surrounded the city. And when the servant of the man of God rose early, and when the servant of the man of God rose early and went out, there was an army surrounding the city with horses and chariots. And his servant said to him, Alas, my master, what shall we do? So he answered, Do not fear, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And Elijah prayed and said, Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. Then the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elijah. Romans 4.17 As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations, in the presence of him whom you believe, God, who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. 2 Corinthians 4.18 While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Hebrews 11, 1, 3. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good testimony. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of the things which are visible. Here what you cannot see not so difficult to believe as we hear many things throughout the day that we cannot see. When my family and I first moved to Glendora, California, right after the Northridge earthquake, I was hearing for the first time in my life two distinct noises that I had never heard before, which tells us that our hearing has an e-memory for what it hears. But more on that, maybe never. Birds and cars driving down the 210 freeway. I could hear birds throughout the night especially in the summer, and the cars could be heard faintly in the distance, reminding me that SoCal never sleeps either.
Now I hear wild animals and trees falling from time to time. I guess they don't sleep either. John 10, 7, 9. Then Jesus said to them again, Most assuredly I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who ever came before me are thieves and robbers. But the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved, and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief does not come except to steal, kill, and to destroy. I have come that they might have life, and that they may have it more abundantly. I included some scripture from the following word search. Heard, hearing, hear, see, seeing, blind, deaf, and see. This is not a complete list as it would entail over 2,000 scriptures. Now in keeping within the context of this message, which is that when Jesus asks us to do stuff, our decision to listen and obey determines whether we are self-thinning the herd or that he is by our very nature, which is that we either don't want to see or hear or cannot see or hear. Three options with very different outcomes. As we see in Luke, which is just one example of spiritual illegal attempts at entrance, including but not limited to some trying to come in another way, John 10, 1, or following those who have sufficient oil for their lamps, Matthew 25, 1, 13, or those who operate in supernatural power but practice lawlessness, Matthew 7, 21, 23, or those who are false teachers and prophets, 2 Peter 2, 1. However, these are not necessarily trying to get in as much as they are trying to keep you out. This is not to say of those who find themselves in false religions, which is everything except authentically born-again Christians, and it's not really a religion, it's a relationship with God. But you know mankind, we have to name everything. Well, that's it for today. Remember, it's not what you find wrong or disagree with regarding these messages, but what you can take away from it. Together we can do more to impact the kingdom than if we worked alone. Let's flip the script and kill, still, and destroy the works of the enemy and create space for the light of light to shine through into people's lives. Plant a seed and click on the like and subscribe button. Let's build this ministry together. Thanks and see you next time in deep waters.